in their 2022 State of Conversational Commerce report. Gosh, I have to invent some of this bullshit (laughs) and make some money just off of shit that doesn't make sense. Mediate, alleviate, try not to hate, love your mate as we begin episode number 108 of the Promo Front Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the field marshal, flashlights himself, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the promocation are you? I am doing great. I don't get a lot of in excess like quotes in my life. And so really excited to hear that. And and, come on, you're a little impressed that I knew that. Um, You're the music guy. I kind of occasionally know some music so but yeah that's actually one of i like that song a lot uh doing really well how are you my friend i'm good i'm a lot impressed i gotta be honest with you kirby (laughs) i I didn't think you'd be able to pull that one out and so i'm I'm glad that you did by the way we are both wearing our promocations t-shirts today 150 percent not discussed not planned truthfully no yeah. one will believe us no it was but, so funny you know, because i was so excited when you when you logged on and i was like hey yeah. how about that he was like hey and you know what else makes me go hey Kirby? what's that bill you know there's a lot of options when it comes to apparel decoration the promo products industry and everyone seems to be searching for a partner they can trust especially when you have a large order that involves intricate artwork mm. kirby i know it's a challenge for you and everybody in our industry isn't it it is totally, especially on those large orders, because those are the ones you want to make sure that gets done right. Absolutely. Well, Kirby, look no further because your, your answer, the answer to your question is right there. It's PXP Solutions. They have a decorating method called Digital Squeegee. Now, if you're not familiar with the Digital Squeegee, for some reason, I just like saying Digital Squeegee. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the Digital Squeegee, it combines the traditional method of screen printing with the ease of digital printing to provide a streamlined process for jobs that require a bunch of colors at a competitive price. Some of the other advantages of using the Digital Squeegee from PXP Solutions, uh, there's no pretreatment required. Uh, they have a production rate of over 400 prints an hour a vibrant print on a wide variety of fabrics Uh, it's screen printed with a white under base so that cuts costs and then you digitally print on top of that which means you can utilize special effects printing like puff or foil or glitter things like that they're centrally located in the best city in america which is dallas texas and they're (laughs) dedicated to getting that wow response from your clients regardless of the decoration method pxp is going to work with you to produce apparel that will get your client notice so you want to learn more head over to pxpsolutions.com or you can just reach out to bruce jolish directly who's the owner there bruce at pxpsolutions.com heck he'll even answer his phone who does that anymore well i'll (laughs) tell you who it's bruce jolish from PXP Solutions. His number is 214-380-1883. You won't be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to podcast with me today as we inaccessed it up or we're promocationing this week, feeling the vibe of, <laughs> of the boat. I have the upfront section of the podcast today. Okay. And It hit me like a ton of bricks this week. It was like a frozen salmon slapping me upside the head when I saw 
our good mutual friend John Cudahy leaving Raining Rose to mm -hmm. become the executive director of the Specialty Advertising Association of Greater New York, otherwise known as SAGNY. Mm. So uh, he was a past president uh, of SAGNY. He, he's been in the industry, worked at Prime for, for a number of years and Raining Rose. I think this is a fabulous move and it builds on Lindsay Davis being hired at PPAI a couple mm. of weeks ago. And the fact that we're getting more promotional products, people working in the association okay. world. And, and to me, and I'm not trying to de de denigrate the association world, but I think the association world is a lot easier to learn than the promotional products industry. Mm. And so when there's, there's leadership positions where it makes sense, I love the fact that places like not-for-profits like PPAI, uh, SAGNY, they're reaching into our industry to get those experts to really help them look forward to the future. I think this is a great move. I'd love your opinion, Kirby Hossaman. Yeah, I, I actually, I like the perspective that you're taking on this. Um, I know that this was exactly what you're talking about with Lindsay. Um, I think that your point is well taken, that people in those leadership roles, and, and we've got, we've had some amazing folks who have oh, association backgrounds because yeah. their goal and their uh, sort of mission is to, to help people in the promotional products industry do business. I do think right. there is value to having folks in there who go, oh yeah, I actually remember when that sort of thing happened at Raining Rose, right. for example. Right. And yes, that was super frustrating. And I remember us sitting around, mm -hmm. hey, it would be really great if this were the case. So yeah, I think that makes right. sense. The other, I mean, just as a complete side note, I think it does speak to you and I, gosh, probably a year or more ago, talked about how Raining Rose had, there, there were several yeah. examples of this in our industry where we talked about it, right. Starline and Common Skew and, and just a bunch yeah. of people who had, it felt like they were developing all-star teams of talent. Raining Rose was yeah. one of those. And it certainly speaks to that as some of those associations are looking at, you know, all of a sudden people going, man, that's yeah. a place I could look for to find rock stars for my industry. And so that was the other thing that popped into my head is that obviously a lot of talent at Raining Rose that it, that's both good and bad, right? That they have, that they are losing a little bit of talent, but that they had a lot of talent in house and it speaks to how well the company was run. Yeah. That's the other side of the coin, isn't it? Is obviously now there's some pretty big gaps to fill over at Raining Rose. Great company. Yeah. Um, we both know quite, quite a few people there. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they backfill uh, the yeah. loss of Lindsey Davis and John Cudahy. I'm sure they'll do a great job, but it's definitely something to to watch. And obviously, it speaks to your point. You know, they built an all star team. So yeah. when you want to, you you want some all stars on your team. You look at the best team in, in, yeah. in the land, and certainly, Raining Rose has one of them. So yeah. Kirby, before we get to your topic, I, I don't know about you. I got to amp up this <laughs> podcast. I got to do it right now. I can't wait any longer. I've got to amp it up. Hey, distributors, is your marketing working? Well, you better know the answer to that question. And if the answer is no, then you need to reach out to Promo Pulse. They can help you with consistently amplifying your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy. You can customize it, set it, and forget it in less than five minutes. That's right. Five minutes. So learn more at promopulse.io slash amp, A-M-P. You won't be sorry you did. All right, Kirby, what is your first topic for us today? Yeah, so I, I started, it was funny, actually. So we talked about last week that Adweek um, sends me emails and then 
you go to click on said emails and then you can't read the article. So I right. unsubscribed to that email this morning because I saw something mm -hmm. I was interested in, clicked on it and couldn't get to it. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of this just pissing me off. So I'm now not a subscriber to that email list. But the headline was that more you're seeing more and more brands popping up in TVs and movies um, as yep. um, product placement. Um, right. And the idea that it is a growing piece of not only the TV um, industry, but also the movie industry. Right. I don't like I, I saw the article. And I was like, well, I don't know that that's new, but I'm definitely seeing it more prevalent now, especially when you yeah. look for it. So like you, you, all of a sudden there's a car chase and a car zooms in and boom, you see the Audi logo and they back up. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're being chased by Mercedes Benz. And like it's right. Still makes sense as a part of the storyline. And if you're not really paying attention, it doesn't interrupt it. But yeah. it's much more prevalent than I think it's been in the past. So A, yeah. have you noticed that? And B, do you think that's good, bad, indifferent? Thoughts? Okay. So I think it is newish. I, I remember as kids when people would be in movies and most TV shows, they would be drinking. You could tell it was Coca-Cola, but they'd have the names uh, washed out, but they'd have the little wave on the bottle, right? Mm -hmm. Or it'd say, you know, they, they would have generic versions of these things. And honestly, I always found that, and I, so this makes me believe I was a branding guy from day one, because I always found that ridiculously distracting. Yeah. It's like, it looks like a Budweiser, but it doesn't say Budweiser on it. Yeah. Stuff like that just drove me nuts. Yeah. I think, so I, I think it's new-ish. I mean, the first one that I remember, honestly, was Reese's Pieces from E.T., the extraterrestrial movie. Mm -hmm. They wanted to use M&M's. And Eminem Mars thought that's a ter that's going to be a terrible, terrible, terrible meeting, a uh, movie, not meeting. It's going to be a terrible movie. We don't want to be associated with it. So they went to the Hershey's company who owns Reese's and, and the rest is history. So I think that over time, that, that stance has softened. They didn't want to have advertisers directly in the content. But now I think because I, I don't willingly watch a commercial unless it's the Super Bowl or a giant sporting event. It's really the only way you can get a product. I'm sorry, let me get a drink real quick. <laughs> well, it's done. the only way you can get a willing, you can get a product placement in front of people is by advertising, by talking about it, you know, during a show and just having a shirt on or a hat or something like that, where it's just in the background and nobody's really asking a lot of questions about it. So, I think that really actually lends a authenticity to the real world. I don't walk around drinking cola. I walk around drinking a Coke or, or whatever, a Pepsi. Mm, yeah. I don't <clears throat> live in that world. So it lends authenticity. Plus it's really the only way these days to just about guarantee you get your product in front of your desired audience. So I, I, I don't, I got no, I have no problem with it, but I do think it's more on the newish end and I, I love it. Yeah, I, I, I actually do love it. I, so to, you mentioned E.T. The, the movie that I always think of is Wayne's World, when Wayne's yeah. World sort of made a mockery of it, where they actually mm -hmm. literally, a Pepsi, it's the taste of a new generation. I mean, they literally right. made a whole thing about it, which I thought was funny. Right. Um, there's actually a great book about it called Brandscaping, where yep. they talk about uh, brands working together and creating... Um, whether it's creating ads together, creating content together. I, I actually really think it's an interesting trend that I think the smartest folks are doing it because then, you know, interruption marketing is the thing that piss people off the most. 
anything that is interrupting me from seeing the thing that I want to see. So if you can build the thing I want to see, but then also do product placement or whatever into it, I think really makes um, a ton of sense. And because I, you know, kind of live in this space, I sort of notice it, but I think there's a lot of people who don't notice it at all. And I forget what movie it was, but it was, I, I do remember it was, you know, a car scene. And I remember thinking, yeah, Audi and Mercedes, that is what mm-hmm. this group would drive. It wasn't a Dodge Charger because yeah. it was over, you know, in Europe or something. And so I think done right, it blends yeah. in really well and can be lend to the story. If it would have been, you know, a, a Prius or something that didn't fit a car chase, then right. it would have taken away from the story so done right i think it can be really powerful and and i think by done right what you mean is at least what i take it to me the sales lie in the subtlety when it just feels like they are naturally using the product naturally wearing the product naturally driving the product naturally eating or drinking the product when it feels like that's just who that character is that's when i think those messages are the most effective because they feel authentic they feel mm-hmm. real we all identify with these people we watch whether it's a youtube video whether it's a hulu series netflix or even traditional broadcast television we identify with those folks and so it, it's very smart marketing and it's it's like you said the opposite of interruption marketing and again there's sales in the subtlety. The more subtle it is, the more natural it feels, the more effective I believe it is. Well, and I'll tell you, the other thing is, is if you are going to give it a nod, like really do it with the, the nudge and the wink. Like, I, so you know who, and I, I talk about him all the time that I think he might be the best marketer on the earth is Ron Reynolds. <laughs> like yep. he, yeah, did, he, is. He, he did a video just, gosh, a couple of days ago um, that was hit him promoting his new mountain uh, digital marketing mm-hmm. platform and yep. Steve-O uh, from Jackass who was um, yeah. promoting a hot sauce. And so he had Steve-O go through and try to program something on his platform after eating a Grim Reaper pepper <laughs> and That's literally funny. read through it. I like, yeah. I, I'm not buying mm. either of those things, but that was great right. marketing and it was but super entertaining and I was all in. So I think, but it, it was a total ad, but it was super fun and entertaining. But here's why it works. Because if someone says, hey, from a digital marketing perspective, I don't know where to start. And I'm doing a retail thing here. I have no idea. You might recommend Ryan Reynolds Company Mountain. So yeah. that's yeah, where it works. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. I thought it was awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right, Kirby, let's go from something that was really pleasant to talk about to something that I find personally super annoying to talk about. Okay. Um, all right. Texting from advertisers is growing. It is something mm. I don't like, but mm-hmm. it is growing. According to the uh, to Attentive, uh, the people that did the study, in their 2022 State of Conversational Commerce report, gosh, I have to invent some of this bullshit <laughs> and make some money just off of shit that doesn't make sense. All right. According to, the, to Attentive and their 2022 State of Conversational Commerce report, of consumers say they have signed up for at least one brand's text message program. Almost 82%. Yes. And I thought that number was ridiculously high because I opt out of that as much as possible. Now, what they are saying is, and I want your thoughts, customers are willing to share personal information in exchange for a, air quote, elevated personalized experience. Yeah. Kirby, do you text message 
does test mess text message advertising really give you that elevated personalized experience? What say you? Yes. In okay, the, yeah, all right. In, in Let's the, rumble. Yeah, in in the right format because so that number both surprises me and doesn't surprise me. So because I think they're moving, folks are moving. Let's you you travel right. So American Airlines. Hey, do you want uh, your updates on your inevitably canceled flight? Yes, please right. put me in. I think that's what people have signed up for. Nobody I that agree. I know has, again, please send me your newsletter via text message. That's totally different. People have right. opted into things that are incredibly specific. And if they've done that, if yeah. I've signed up for Southwest things and you send me Southwest thing, yep. I'm in. That sounds great. Yep. Especially if you allow me to unsubscribe to them when I'm kind of done with them, right. whatever. Now, that being said, I don't know what list I've freaking made it on, but I made it on where all of a sudden my phone is ringing a lot more that says potential spam. Mm -hmm. I'm getting text messages for political stuff that I, I'm like, mm -hmm. I signed up for none of that. So those are the worst things about marketers. Those piss yeah. me off, whether they're uh, email, whether they're Facebook messages, whether they're text messages. So what I would say is text messaging has the ability to be more personal and when done right, can really provide me great level of service. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, it has the ability to piss me off more than almost any platform because I didn't sign up for yeah. a lot of it. And so does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you though. I think these numbers are complete crap okay. for the same reason you uh, you mentioned. Yes, when I am flying or hotel, I want to know when my room's ready. I want to know when yes. my flight is boarding. I want to know if and when my flight's delayed. That's not marketing a product to me. That's yes. giving me status updates. That's totally different. And the way they couch this is um, they signed up for their brand's text messaging program. They made it sound very much like they willingly signed up for advertising, which yeah. we absolutely know nobody does. Yeah, We inadvertently do that because we gave our data to someone either where it was either breached or they sold it. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. I get those same things you do in terms of uh, car insurance things yeah. and you know all, all those calls and text messages. So I agree. I love communicating via text when it's a service provider informing me of updates, my car's ready, all the things we already talked about. It is the worst thing in the world when it becomes spam. And I've yet to see an advertising that comes across my text message Google machine that isn't spam. It is not tailor-made to me. It is let's throw all the shit against the wall we can totally. and see if anybody takes the bait. So here's where I've seen some, some small businesses do it and do it well. Hey, you opt in and you like, again, and we've helped a couple folks do this for in the interest of transparency. Right. So let's use Jade, my daughter, who has an mm -hmm. esthetician business. And so, um, so does facials and things like that. So she gets people's text messages so that she can book them just like you're talking about. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so then, you know, Hey, here's your appointment. Here's your reminder. Here's your daily reminder, whatever. Yep. And where she sometimes does use text messages where it's like, hey, I've had three cancellations this week. I've got some openings. Right. And so she sends out a message and says, if you are in need of this, right. we, I do have some openings. You can schedule it. I think that's legitimate that's marketing. Right. People did yes. opt in on that. And I think that works because you're like, right. oh, cool. I did want to get a facial. For whatever reason, I think small business when I think of this, because it's like, oh, you're a restaurant. Right. You have a great special on steak. Okay, yes. I'm not mad to get that. 
but it is, right. it feels more personal to me, if that makes sense. It's intrusive. Even when you want it, it's intrusive because I do agree with you. The small businesses do make it work. For example, there's a liquor store around here and they will text me when they have a bourbon release drop, you know, when right. it's allocated bourbon. That's great. I, it's still, it's still a text. So I always like, well, what's that? So it is intrusive, Yeah. but I signed up for that. There's where it works slightly, Yeah. but for the most part, it does not it does not resonate with me. I'm not going to say it doesn't work. I'm not so right. obtuse that I don't think that they, if, if it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So it works somewhat. Yeah. Uh, well, but I just think it's very interesting that it's on the it's, rise. It's intrusive, but you're like, oh, it's a text message. Oh, there's bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's different. Kirby. <laughs> All right, Kirby. Uh, is it my turn or your turn? No, it's your turn. What do you it's got? It's my turn. Okay. So this is, this will be a kind of a quick fun one. Um, okay. So I saw a, uh, I happened to walk through the bedroom. My wife had a, uh, the Today Show on, and they were telling the story of this amazing TikTok video that has gone viral where a father overheard his daughter at like a restaurant saying that the waiter was cute. And so mm-hmm. as he as the waiter walks up, he says, excuse me, my daughter says you're so cute. And the camera pans over to her. She covers her face. She literally goes underneath the table because <laughs> she's so embarrassed. I thought it was magical as a a daughter of two or a father of two daughters. I I smiled all morning thinking about that. So my question to you is, I think, you know, and I think that that's our job as parents is to occasionally instill a little bit of embarrassment into uh, our kids' lives, whether we mean to or not. Yeah. A, do you agree? And B, can you think of a time where you embarrassed your your boys that you really enjoyed it. Um, I'm putting you totally on the spot. I totally get that. And yeah. if you want, I will tell you a time that I did. No. So absolutely. I, I <laughs> you know me at all. I'm pretty good at doing stuff like that. And so la- the, the, they're about to go back to college here in a couple of weeks uh, for their sophomore years at the University of Alabama for Mitch and, and Mississippi State University for Drew. Last year for Valentine's Day, I, you know, of course, we sent them a care package, and both of them lived about a good half mile to a mile from where they received their mail. And so I took it upon myself to print out, buy a bunch of, oh, Sandy, Sandy and I did, I shouldn't say me. We printed out a bunch of hearts and little messages and taped them as much as we could on the outside of the box. So that. As, they, as they carried it through campus, it was, it, it, they, they died a few thousand deaths, which <laughs> frankly was the objective. So yeah, I think that that always is the goal as a parent is to yeah. try to, you know, things we thought were funny, kids don't because they just don't want to. They actually do think it's funny. And that's where the whole dad jokes things comes in. So yeah. I, I'm sure I know you've done the same thing. I mean, yeah, my favorite story I ever heard, and this wasn't me, but uh, Dave Barry is a, is a writer for the Miami Herald. He's written a bunch yep. of funny books, and he got the opportunity to, to drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, and so he drove to his son's high school to pick him up in that. Yeah. That's that's great A, right? Uh, the, the, one of the funnier ones I didn't really mean to, which I think makes it even better, is as many years mm-hmm. ago, I decided that I wanted to buy a scooter um, and like a little you know, a little moped scooter. It was as ridiculous mm-hmm. as it sounds. There's some great pictures of me on it. Um, and my daughters who are not that easy to embarrass did not like seeing me driving around town on this. Yeah. So I would literally follow the school bus 
on my mm-hmm. scooter and all of them, like there was all kinds of yeah. conversations about whether I needed to get a divorce from my wife and all kinds of things. So that was embarrassing and fun for me. And so it was just a win all around. There's always comedy and embarrassing. I got one more quick topic for you before okay. we wrap this sucker up. Okay. So I don't know if you know this, Kirby. NFL players cannot endorse beer. They can't officially hmm. do that as active players. But I didn't know that. Yeah. But there's a brand that got around the, uh, that, and this is coming from Ad Age. Was not behind a paywall. Thank you, Ad Age. <laughs> <clears throat> so Coors Light, Patrick Mahomes, skirted the NFL rules by selling a flashlight called the Coors light. Okay. Um, it, they did it. It's all digital. It's, there's videos on YouTube, Instagram, and other digital channels. It's a long silver flashlight that has the brand name. So it mimics the can. They do a bunch of things in the, in the minute long video that mimic beer, but it's never, never said it's beer. It's made with high quality steel. So it's as cold as the Rocky mountains. He grabs the light flashlight from the refrigerator it slid to him on a bar like you would a beer, you know, and, and my oh, favorite nice. one, it shows him opening the top of the flashlight and slowly pouring the batteries out. <laughs> uh, it's just genius. And in and and the ad agency that did this is a, one that's called Mischief and you want a rabbit hole. Google Mischief Advertising Agency because that their website is brilliant, um, but they win apparently a lot of high profile ad campaigns from Molson Coors. Not much to say here. I think we both dig a that type of vibe in terms of skirting silly rules like that in, in the creativity. I just wanted to mainly say it just shows people as much as we try to be buttoned up, we want to laugh. We want to yes. laugh at the absurdity of life. And it shows how cheeky irreverence can truly win here. It is a brilliant, brilliant advertising campaign. This company does not do the same old, same old. So I would say it's a challenge to all of our listeners. If you find yourself in that rut doing the same old, same old, start mm. thinking a little bit differently about how you're presenting your promotional products, what promotional products your clients are using and how it can better their marketing message. Cause you need to push boundaries just like mischief does. I don't know. I, I don't know what you have to add, but please do. I, I do. I, I, so I, here's what I, I guess what popped in my head. So first of all, I'm so glad you brought it up. I've not seen it, but I think that for me, the lesson is that these kind folks who are operating outside of our industry can often be incredible inspiration for those of us in the branded merchandise industry. And so I think sometimes we can get into the habit of doing the same old things because they've, they've worked right. Like, but by seeing folks doing that, you're like, okay, then if they did this, then how can I do this? I think that those sort of, you know, creativity begets creativity. And so by uh, paying close attention and enjoying when really smart people do fun and creative stuff, it will help you be more fun and creative. If you're not spending an hour to a week outside of our industry, looking at how other people position their products, how they position their services to their target audience, and don't take quiet thought and extrapolate, well, they they did X to their audience Y. How can I do the X to my audience Z. I spend probably an hour and a half, two hours a week, either looking through print advertising that really moves me and makes me laugh, makes me think, or other forms of advertising, whether it's a commercial or whatever. And it absolutely fuels creativity. It makes me think, okay, 
if I changed it and did that and did this, I think I might have something here. And sometimes it fails. No, yeah, question. of course, creativity but is like more that. often. Yeah. <laughs> more often than not, there's a kernel of something there and you'll find the right path for it. So I think we would encourage our listeners to do that. The other thing we would encourage them to do Kirby, especially if they've got a large order that involves intricate artwork and they need to apparel decorate it. Kirby, you got to go digital squeegee at our friends at PXP promotions in Dallas. We talked about it. It's a really, really, really wonderful decoration method uh, for jobs that requires many colors at a very competitive price. Uh, they can do things 400 units an hour. It's, it's pretty amazing stuff. So head over to pxpsolutions.com or you can even email or call Bruce Jolish, the owner and major domo over at PXP Promotions. You can email him at bruce at pxpsolutions.com or call him at 214-380-1888. Three, you're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I hope you have a fabulous rest of your promocation day, and we'll see you next promocation day. <laughs>